Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. So I have, uh, I've got a, a guest today to do another interview. Uh, a, a buddy of mine, uh, Troy Hunt, who, who many of you have probably heard of if you've done anything in the in the security. Actually, you know, you've probably heard of him if you've gotten an email that says you've been pwned. <laughs> I, uh, I, I sometimes I don't like to get those emails. I'm like, oh, again, really, Dropbox? Come on. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but Troy uh, Troy has uh, has been uh, someone who who um, who's definitely created a, a career like a, a specialty for himself and I thought that just you know he's an example of phenomenal success in in really picking a niche and and marketing himself and doing all the kind of things that I talk about so much here you know probably even more so than me right he, he's he's probably well past me which is great I, I love that that's awesome uh, and and so I thought I'd just bring him on so that you guys can can talk to or not talk to but I guess hear what Troy has to say about, about how he's sort of done this and maybe he can give you some tips on, on his career and stuff. So anyway, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for joining me, Troy, and, and, and welcome. Yeah, hey, thanks, mate, for having me. And I, I, I don't know if I've surpassed you. I, I think we have nice um, uh, complementary <laughs> kind of trajectories, actually, and it's, it, it's kind of good to be able to look at someone else doing, doing similar sort of things and sort of carving out their, their niche. So, yeah, hey, well done to you as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but you you've definitely <laughs> surpassed me in the, in website visits. I think like your your blog is definitely shot up there. I think you're you're talking about. I saw that you're doing like a million page views a month or so. You know, there's all these sort of different metrics um, that that you can use. So my my blog, uh, in fact, I was just sending some details on. I think it had eight hundred and sixty four thousand unique unique users in the last uh, month. So uh, there's about 1.2 page views per user. But, uh, you know, like that's gone well. You mentioned have I been pwned before. <laughs> I'm going to publish something tomorrow actually, so I'll probably be uh, out around this time I guess. Um, <laughs> I had uh, 68 million requests in a day um, the other day for that. Oh, my now, God. When you own a Russian botnet, you can make 68 million requests pretty easily. So that there's, it's, it's not quite 68 million people. Uh, but it's, right. it's really, really interesting to have to sort of deal with problems at a scale that I never really thought about before. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, I think it's kind of interesting. It's been it's been fun to watch you. You know, as you went, we talked. I think right before you left uh, your your corporate job and went the the pro side full time. And it's just been amazing to see like your your pictures on Facebook and just like all the different conferences you've been speaking at, keynoting, and and off. Uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, John. I, I think I'm losing you. You you good now? Oh yeah, and maybe this phone connection. I am doing this interview for my just phone. Just went massive compression for a moment and I've got a, I've got a depixelated you, but if, if I'm good, I'll, I'll respond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. What, what was the question? <laughs> because you cut out right as you said ah. it. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yeah, so I was asking, I, I said, it's been, it's been amazing. I think we, we talked last time uh, right before you left your corporate job and went full, full time on your own doing plural site. And then it's been amazing to watch just as you've been, you know, traveling all over the world, you know, the pictures on Facebook, the, the conferences that you've spoken at and keynoting and, and the workshops you've been putting on. What's that been like for you? Where do you even begin? So you and I caught up in, uh, in Salt Lake City in March 2015, which was uh, when I knew I was leaving my job, uh, but before it had happened. And I, look, I'd sort of been thinking for, for a while, you know, I, I needed to go out and do my own thing. And I had been reticent to do that because of all the sorts of concerns that someone would have, right, about leaving a stable career and going and doing your own thing. And it was getting sort of harder and harder for me to justify being there. Uh, and then they made it really easy and they, they made a bunch of roles redundant, <laughs> which is if ever you get a redundancy, it is the best way in the world to leave a job because they pay you to go somewhere else and do something that you actually really want to do. Yeah. So that they, uh, they made that easy and uh, by paying redundancy, and I'd, I'd been there for 14 years, so they, they paid me you know, quite a bit of money to go, which, which meant I had a lot, of, a lot of buffer, if you like, to go and do other things. And I, I knew that I'd be able to go and, and do much better than than what I've been doing, but it just sort of took a while to, to understand how much better and what that, that kind of trajectory uh, would be. But you, you look, you, you know, we're on Facebook, so you, you see what I get up to. <laughs> a lot of people who are on, yeah. uh, on my public communication channel see what I get up to. So it's, it's just been sort of, uh, what are we at, about like 18 months or something now of uh, traveling to events around the world, doing lots of uh, workshops with companies meeting huge numbers of people, uh, having a, a bunch of sort of fortuitous circumstances that have made what I do uh, just a really good time to do it. And it's, I guess it's a bit of a combination of, of good luck and good management. Cool. Awesome. So, so what would you say, you know, I think one thing that that's been clear to me is that you you sort of you've picked out the security niche and or niche and and you've you've run with it and you know what was this was this something that you intentionally set out to do was it did you kind of you know put things out there and then see which things were sticking and then this was the was the thing for you or you know what was your thinking behind that it, it was a lot more organic than that because my background is is as a software developer and i i built software for the web you know since the early days of the web and and the role that i had in in my last job in pfizer was as as an architect uh, and it was 
this this sort of amorphous <laughs> term of, of architect, which means many different things. But I spend right. most of my time talking to other people. In fact, most of my time talking to, to vendors building software for us. And uh, I, I started sort of started to blog about the things that I was seeing around things like bad security practices. And it wasn't all security. I still blog a lot of stuff even today that's that's software development related uh, and not at all to do with security. Uh, but that's just sort of the stuff that started to stick. And it, it wasn't a plan. It was just th this is what I want to do at the moment. This is the itch I want to scratch. And that's what started yeah. to um, to really resonate with people. And, you know, I would say that the, the, the niche that I, I have today is, is probably even more narrow than, than just security. There's a lot of people doing security. But right. I've... I've sort of found that spot between the security people and the development people, and they're really yeah. different people too, right? They're really, really different <laughs> mindsets. A lot of them hate each other. I'll give you a tip. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've found a bit of a spot there, uh, and, and interestingly, I've copped um, uh, some, some negative feedback uh, over the years as well. Some of it some of it, I probably can't repeat on something that you're going to put on any sort of public forum. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you I've seen my YouTube channel. <laughs> I, I've seen your YouTube channel, but I don't read the comments. Um, oh I, yeah, I'm just saying you can see anything. But no, I get, I get what you're saying though. Uh, yeah. Okay, no. Well, basically, yeah. some of them are assholes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but they're like this is this is the way, right? Every every sort of facet of the community has that. And one of the things that surprised me is that, and they're very very small numbers, but there are uh, individuals, particularly within the the dedicated security discipline, that feel like a lot of the time I'm, I'm dumbing it down. So I'm explaining things in a way that's too simplistic or I've not gone hardcore enough or you know, other sort of variations of that. Uh, and I get negative feedback there and I'm going, but I'm trying to talk to people that need it dumbed down. It's not that developers are stupid. It's just that they do something very different. They work in a different world. And if you right. don't deliver information in a way that's consumable to them, it just doesn't resonate and they move on and we have what we have today, which is lots of misunderstandings about security. So I've, I'm sort of really conscious that I, I have quite a niche there uh, between those two disciplines. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, I think, you know, well, one of the reasons why I started simple programmer was this idea of making the complex simple, right? I mean, that's still the, the slogan and a lot of people don't like that, right? Even, even when, you know, what, what you're describing is very similar to what I saw in the development world where I was trying to make design patterns simple and I was trying to make, you know, architecture simple. And people don't like that because there's this whole, there's this whole old guard and there's this sort of, you know, these, these people that feel threatened by anyone making what they do seem more simple or, or making it, making it more accessible to other people. And, it's unfortunate, but and those those people really react negatively. I, I think, and you're always gonna. I mean, you're always gonna have haters. You're always gonna have that for sure. But but I've noticed this that in the technological community in general, that we have pro we have people that really really fight making things accessible and making things simple, and and they want actually to introduce complexity. They want to make things seem harder than than it is, and that's it's just such a it's such an unfortunate thing, you know, when, when you encounter that because it, it really stops progress or it can not, not that it stops progress, but it, it halts it. It, it makes, it makes it uh, difficult for people that are trying to reach more people and, and, and get the message out rather than, you know, get caught up in the, the little details. 
Yeah, well, I, I think that what happens a lot of the time is people uh, miss the context of who you're delivering the message to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in those sorts of cases, like, like you've mentioned, that there is, um, whether they be the old guard in terms of, of, of literally old or, or they're just the folks that have got the more um, experience in certain disciplines and they, they want to sort of jump straight to the way that they'd like to do things. And often that is just too big a leap for people. Like you've got to take them on this, this journey. Yeah. And I mean, you, you and I have done a lot of Pluralsight courses and we know that a lot of the audience there is at the beginner level. You know, that's, that's where uh, the market is. And one of the interesting things I see going to conferences is I think people sort of lose track of the site that those who are around you uh, at these events uh, soaking up this information are, are this really, really, really small fraction of the overall market. <laughs> And, and Scott Hanselman refers to it as these dark matter developers. Like you never see them, but they make up the majority of the universe, right? They're right. not at the conferences. Exactly. A lot of them aren't watching our courses or your videos or things like that. Uh, so there's this massive group of people out there and they're the ones who are storing plain text passwords and have SQL injection and have bad design patterns and all this other stuff. And if, if you can't make information consumable to them, you know, you might help small niches of people, which, which is good, but they're often those upper echelons. And look, I like putting stuff out there that's more detailed and in-depth and hardcore, but we've got to sort of remember um, who we're targeting with this and and very often it it just needs to be delivered in a way that's a lot more entry level. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a good message overall is, is, I mean, besides knowing your niche, I mean, there's a couple of things I think to gather here. One is that your your niche, like you said, it's not just security, You've, you've made it small enough that it's it's in between it's it's really that communicating that the security to developers bridging that gap you're that guy that's able to do that and then also you know just that idea that you said about making your crafting your message to your audience which uh, which i think is, is so critical as as well which which you seem to do a really really excellent job at because you know, so many of your blog posts have really taken off because not only have they been, they've been, they've been successfully crafted to your audience of developers, but to your audience of, of lay people really in the security. I think because, you know, I saw your Ashley Madison, you know, article, that one went just nuts because people got it. Like they got it even if they weren't programmers. And, and I think there's been a few of them that I've seen on your site that, that it's been, it's gone mainstream because the way that you explained it, people said, oh, I can understand this. It makes sense to me as opposed to, you know, like you said, being too technical in, in, and not communicating to the audience. Yeah, and very inadvertently, one thing that I've found uh, about this sort of security area I'm, I'm living in is that it, it has consumer level exposure like like nothing else I've, I've sort of seen in, in technology, uh, maybe sort yeah. of in, in devices and mobiles and things, but certainly it's nothing like development. I mean, you can be the, the world's greatest uh, AngularJS developer or, or Node developer, whatever it may be, you're never going to be on CNN, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> There's something about security that just gets that exposure. So when we had things like yeah. the Dropbox incident the other day, uh, Dropbox had a, a 68 million account start floating around publicly. Uh, I had, I think in one day, I had 460,000 unique users uh, on my blog reading what I had written about Dropbox. And the, yeah, that is not developers, right? Like there's a portion right. of that is developers and security pros. But it is people like my parents who've seen it on the news and they've gone, well, you know, what's what's this thing about? Or, or they've they've sort of read the the front page of the BBC and there's a link through to my blog that 
explains things in in terms that that they can consume and i think the real trick is is like how do i how do i put something out there which is going to be really relevant to your your everyday insight from it right so in that post I've, I've sort of got a combination of talking about when it happened why do we only know about it now as well as as here was the hashing algorithm here's how i verified that that my strong password from my password manager was the one that was actually in in the breach and you know breaking it down like that but that's it, that's a trick right it's always a bit of a balance yeah, yeah, and it, it, I mean that was a great example. You, I feel like you crafted that beautifully because when I went to the article, it's exactly like you said. It was enough. It was it was enough technical details to satisfy the technical security expert to say, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's legit. Like he he definitely you know he he's got proof. But it was but you you didn't go so far. But then the rest of it was understandable and it, to to anyone like and it was it was a simple technical example. I think so. I think, I, I mean, that's probably the beauty too, like since you've been doing Pluralsight courses, you've been teaching and you, you, you know how to teach and that's, that's how you do it. Uh, you've, been doing, you've been able to do something that I haven't been able to do yet though, which is which, which you said in the security aspect, but is bridging that gap to the mainstream, which, which I think is, is, um, is definitely something that, uh, that, that we, can, we can learn from you is, is how you've done that. Because I mean, with your, with your site, the, the Have I Been, in Pwn site, and then and even with with your articles, that's um, you, you, you've you've clearly done an excellent job and have re had repeat success at doing this, which is uh, which is pretty awesome. Which uh, you know, I think I think very few people, a lot of people become experts in their field, and then it's very difficult for them to get out of there. You know, I can think of like, you know, I guess I would say someone like Doctor Oz, right? Who a medical doctor, right? He through Oprah, he's become a kind of a mainstream. People that you know, whether you like him or hate him, right? But but he's he's done that. He's been able to be an expert in his field, but then bridge the gap to the mainstream. And you've done that as well. I think very few people are able to, to do that. What would you say? Like, is the I don't know if we we've already kind of hashed it a little bit, but do you? Well, I guess I'm curious. Is that something that you were actively pursuing? Yeah, and look, I think Dr. Oz is actually a good example for a couple of reasons. And and to to be clear, I don't know much about the guy, and the and the context I normally read about him in is is probably not the most ingratiating um, <laughs> articles. But uh, I, I think the the paradigm of of sort of how do you take something which is fairly sort of everyday and and become the you know the, the identity and the voice behind that is is one thing. And look, for, for me, it it just it wasn't. It wasn't a goal; it was an effect of, of what happened, doing what I wanted to do, and you know that happened by many ways. Yeah, obviously, lots of writing, which gave me exposure. Uh, I I was saying yes to basically everything as well for for many years there. In fact, yeah. I had this sort of epiphany for a while just before I left my last job. I was like, I'm just I've just become yes man. Like I've become Jim Carrey in in that movie where I just go <laughs> yes to everything, and it just seems kind of crazy, but stuff kind of works out. Uh, now I, I did that for as long as I, I could. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I say no to now, uh, right. but that made a really big difference. But the, the second thing, and maybe this relates to the, to the Dr. Oz thing as well, is that I've I've just been really conscious of of what what is the image that I want to have, and th this right. is not sort of like how do I 
project some sort of facade or, or fake identity. It's uh, yeah, how, as I become more public, how do I want to be uh, perceived? And for me, it, it was very much about uh, yeah, candor and directness and transparency. Uh, I, I'm pretty direct about things I don't like. I, I think I probably usually put it in a fairly diplomatic way. I don't want to end up at this situation where I'm perceived to be a shill for anyone's products. Um, I'm a Microsoft yeah. regional director and MVP. I say what I don't like about Microsoft, um, uh, Xbox, uh, things like that. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of things there. Um, yeah, I, I use an iPhone. It's just like, look, this this is sort of who I am and what I do. And, and frankly, for the likes of Microsoft, uh, and I'm on programs with the likes of Lenovo and others as well, that... The, the directness and the candor, I think, is far more valuable to them. And I know yes. that there are others, other people that are on some of these programs that either either because the programs push them in this direction or, or they feel inclined to over-promote. Sometimes I look at it and I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, maybe just not hashtag that one. You know, maybe just share what you like without it being a promotional activity. So, yeah, have a think about the persona you want to portray. And I, I guess that's really uh, different by individuals as well, different by cultures too. So we certainly, right. I think in Australia, in Australia we'd say, look, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be fair income if you're, if you're sort of trying to present too much of a veneer that's, that's not yourself, that's not real well received. Uh, but I think that sort of attitude tends to work pretty well across the board. And I, I suspect on the other hand, in, in somewhere like the States, that there tends to be a little bit more sort of self-promotional or glossing. Uh, but again, that's a, a cultural thing. The British tend to be far more conservative. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, different things resonate with different people. Yeah, no, I mean, you make some really good points. I mean, definitely I'm, I'm on board with you as far as, I think we're very similar in the, in the fact that we try to be as genuine and transparent as possible, right? I mean, it's like the, I, I don't hold much back either. <laughs> I think probably you're more tactful in, in the, or diplomatic in the way that you present some things. At least here on, on YouTube, I tend to be just a little bit more, um, I'm just gonna tell it how it is and, and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all. And and I think that people evaluate or appreciate that. You know, I think one thing that I've, I, and I've made this shift, you know, I'd say probably in the year and a half, but but it's it's polarizing. A lot of people unsubscribe, but but it's better to be authentic mm -hmm. is, is what I've found. And I think that, that most successful people end up doing that it's uh, and i think it's also interesting like the the whole faking it or you know veneer or, or whatever yeah i think both are true i think it's both you know it's it's the fact that like kind of what you said like you you're able to control your image like you you have an image of, of what you want to be but you, everyone can shape who they are they can decide who they want to be and you can still be genuine you just get to choose who you want to be it, it's just that you you live the life that you've you've chosen, and, and I think that that's pretty clear that that you you stand by that you've you've kind of shaped your destiny, and and now you're transparent with that, and that's I think that a lot of people appreciate that. So it's it's trust, like you said too. I think also that you know a brand you're going to do much more you're going to be more beneficial to a brand if you if they trust that you're just being objective, even if some of the things that you say are not are not pleasing <laughs> uh, people are going to take what you say to have with more uh, with more gravity if they know that you're always being transparent and, and genuine in what you say you, you know so 
that, yeah, that exist. I, I think you and I are on on the same page there. Um, there's particularly when there's there's sort of marketing pressure or pressure or promotional pressure. That's where I think that there's sort of the risk of going downhill. I um, a few days ago I did a blog saying I'm I'm now taking sponsorship from my blog. I want to try and get rid of ads. I don't like ads. <laughs> I'm going right. to let people sponsor it uh, in in a very sort of discreet uh, way. Uh, and I had someone even today saying, look, we, we do sponsored tweets, like tweet once a day about our thing. And I, I went back to him and look, said, look, it's just, you know, that doesn't sit well with me. Like that's, I know that I could make money doing it, but that's not the the, the identity uh, that I want to be. And, you know, there's been a number of cases like this where people want to give you products or things in return for reviews or, or other stuff like that, where, you know, for me, the, I'm just not comfortable with that. There are there are some cases where I do it when I genuinely like the product anyway. I mean, I do this with the Lenovo stuff because I've had them for 20 years or had the ThinkPads for 20 years and I genuinely yeah. like it. So I'm, I'm happy for them to send me stuff <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll talk about what I get. Um, exactly. But that's yeah. a very different proposition to someone coming along going, hey, here's this thing that you've never heard of, uh, you know, start talking nice things about it. it I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I get a ton of those requests. Like you know, every 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 week or so, there's someone new sending me, and it's like, you can send me the thing, and if I like it a lot, I'll I'll do a review or I'll talk about it or something. But if I don't, I, I just won't even mention it at all, you know. And and, and that's just how I, I generally do it, so that it'll be authentic. But in, in half of them, I just turned on anyway, just because it's like, uh, I don't really want a pair of glasses. No, I don't really want to say <laughs> But here, here's the trick. What if you try it and you don't like it? Do, do you say you don't like it? Do you get on Twitter and you go, well, this was crap, <laughs> you know? Or, or do you then feel compelled to, to hold back? Well, you know, I've done that. I mean, okay, so I just did a Microsoft Surface book. I've got a Surface book. And I did a review on it, and I mean Microsoft didn't give it to me or anything, but you know, but uh, mm. but then I did another review where because I I was constantly having problems with them, I'm still having problems with them. And I went back after you know a couple months of using it, and it's like you know, it's I like it, but I also hate it, <laughs> and it's just I mean that's just <laughs> how I'm gonna be. It's like, <laughs> it, it, you know, and heck, I mean I've got sponsors and stuff where where it's like you just know, like. Okay, you gotta kind of listen to my YouTube videos or podcasts and stuff. Uh, I'm not afraid to drop the f bomb if I need to to call out, you know, correctness and social justice warriors. And so, you know, that's it. Like that's part of the reason why you sponsor me, even though you know some of that stuff is there, is because that's the honest truth. Like people are gonna take my opinion as as not uh, not biased because. I, I, I literally don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, I've, you know, I mean, you, you can know from my, from, from the same perspective, like I've made my money. I do this because I want to contribute to the world. Not because I don't have any, you know, I could just go live on the beach for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm here because I, I want to help people. So. So, Hey, we, we discussed this, but this is, this is what you want to get. This, you want to go and get one of these. All right. Yes. This is the, have we just said like not be marketing show? Um, so this is <laughs> this is my Lenovo P50. You got to get your own stickers, but it's um, this is a Xeon process with 64 gigabytes of RAM, and I don't care that people say it's it's heavy. I mean, come on, like really, how heavy is that? That's not that bad. Okay, this is a, there's a server that you 
that you carry around. So you know this this is really good. And uh, and the other one, and then you get one like this as well. So this is a a Yoga nine hundred. Um, so okay. when you really want that sort of lightweight thing, and that does the whole kind of magic tablet job, where it, you always get to here, and you go, will it bend? <laughs> and it does. Right? So it goes into a nice tablet. So you know, to me, that's that's perfect. Having a bit of a mix like that, and uh, and look, Lenovo sent me these. I've been pretty public about that, and I never would have gone out and bought one of these myself because it's like a you know, it's it's not a, a, a sort of chunky, heavy-duty machine, but I actually really love it. And yeah. that, that sort of stuff, I think, um, I think works well. So I'm I'm happy with that. I'm I'm really unhappy with the uh, with some of the, the the other devices I've had from other manufacturers, and I've been pretty public about it when that's happened. Yeah, no, I mean that's how you got to be. I think that's it. You know, and then people, they, and then sponsors will will give you money. If they're gonna, if in order to, do you, for you to give your, they they know that you have a good opinion of what they're doing, or or you or you mention their thing, or you show their ad specifically, but but at the same time, you know, heck, I have this onto programmers podcast. I don't know if you've seen it, but DigitalOcean sponsors it, right? And sometimes mm, we say bad yeah. things about our own sponsor on the show, and <laughs> some people get shocked by that, and they're like, no, overall we like DigitalOcean, otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't. You know, leave, keep them as a yeah. sponsor if we thought they were total crap. But they make mistakes, and some of their sometimes their stuff doesn't work, and sometimes it, we get you know we get annoyed. Overall, we love them, right? Let, we're still using them, but that's that's the thing is it's and it's like and they have not they've never come to us and said, oh no, we're pulling the sponsorship. You can't ever say anything bad about us because they just know. Yeah. Like the whole point of the show is that we're completely transparent, and that's I think that's. That, I, I won't operate any other way, and I, I kind of get the vibe that that's exactly what you're you're saying too. When I read your post on the sponsorship, so I, I think it really depends on on the company too. So uh, it, it it's interesting. Of I, I won't won't say who the individual is, but someone I know quite well has a a, a prominent role uh, evangelizing Apple, and they're like, "You have an iPhone. How do you have an iPhone when you do Microsoft things?" Well, because I like iPhones, they're, they're good. Right. <laughs> I don't like Windows phones, you know. I want the App Store and all the rest of it. Um, and, and they, it, it's just interesting that a, that a company like Apple sort of obviously manages its image just to the nth degree, to, to crazy, crazy levels, uh, to the yeah. point where even those that that are on their programs and are incentivized to promote it don't, don't have that level of candor. Um, and likewise, I mean, even the Lenovo thing, there's a bunch of people in these Lenovo Insiders programs and a lot of hashtagging of things. And I've said to them outright, look, I'm not going to hashtag stuff because I don't think it's a, it's a very candid representation uh, for, for my way of working. I'm going right. to share what I do with it and what I like about it. And, uh, and you know, hopefully you like that and you keep sending me stuff, but I understand if you don't. And uh, I reckon, to be quite honest, there's more people that have gone out and bought machines like those two there from from me, sort of organically saying, "Look, this is what I do with them." Than if I had of uh, had of hash, hashtag, I just don't understand the point of the hashtag. You know, like, is it in that case, is it just so that other people looking for the same hashtag can find that you've said something that they've already seen on someone else's tweet? <laughs> Where are we going with this? It it because anyway. it'll trend, and I don't know. I don't use hashtags really. But, but I mean, in your case too, like it's, it's, I think it's, it's interesting. Like someone is more likely rather than you hashtagging out a tweet about Lenovo, 
so like someone's likely to go to your site and say, oh, I, I'm looking for a new laptop. Oh, I wonder what Troy Hunt is using because because he's someone who's really smart and who I respect and he knows a lot about security. So I bet he's probably got done a lot of research. He's thorough, I bet he's done a lot of research and whatever laptop he's using is probably really good. I can just go with his choice. And so that's, I mean, that's the, the advantage. Like that, that's the smarter brand move rather than if someone were to try to sponsor you and say, no, 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 tweet all this stuff out because it's going to be so much better organic you know, it, it, if it's too forced, it doesn't, people know it. Like it's, in fact, I was just reading yeah. this book called Presuasion by, um, by Robert Caldini. And, and he was talking about this, uh, like movie placements of, of ads. And he was saying like product placements in movies. And he said, if it's too prominent, it actually hurts it. Uh, but if it's, if it's just like someone picks up a Coke and it's, you know, or whatever, or eats a Snicker bar or, or you know, the brand is somewhat mentioned, and that's fine. Then that works. But if it's too prominent, if it's clear that they're that someone that's a placement, then it actually has the opposite effect. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think the, the can is really important. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah. So what? Um, so what's what is next for you on your your world domination here? I, I know you've got some workshops coming up, but what's what's the next big big move? Like, are you just um, do you have some big plans on, on what you want to do next? Keep talking, keep doing what you're doing or? Yeah. It, you, you know, it's, it's really funny when you sort of start to reach goals <clears throat> that you've had and, and you get there and you go, well, that, that's nice. Um, now what, <laughs> what do I do next? So yeah, goals for, for, for me included things like um, uh, where we live at the moment. I left Sydney. Uh, I moved back to, to where I, where I lived before then which is sort of the, the sunnier part of the country on the Gold Coast here. That was a big goal. Moves here, live in a great spot. Uh, you know, they were major things. Getting out of my old job, that was a major thing. Uh, and now it's, to, to be honest, it's sort of like I'm just enjoying what I'm doing and I want to just keep doing what I'm doing Perfect. without necessarily having clear next goals. And I, I think that's okay sometimes. Um, I, I think about it and... Look, I think it'll be a combination of things that the stuff I've been doing with Have I Been Pwned is, is going really, really well. I think there's some some really good potential there in terms of both what I do with uh, the way I manage data breaches and I think there's some good commercial potential as well. So, you know, maybe turning that into something more than what it is today. Um, I still really like uh, travelling the, the right amount. So I don't know if I've done the right amount this year. I've done a bit too much. And doing the workshops and things, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to keep doing a lot more of that. I'm just about to head to Europe for a few weeks, uh, and then that will be it for this year. So look, it'll probably be a combination of those things. And I, I look, I always have these ideas. I mean, I was looking at some of your YouTube videos and going, I should start doing some more YouTube videos, you know, because I sort of just generally do techie tutorial sort of stuff on YouTube. And you know, I was thinking a bit more stuff like this, but. Um, I got a lot of stuff I want to do. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I keep finding my, my challenge is it's less about choosing what I want to do and it's more about making conscious decisions about what I'm willing to drop because I find that hard. Right. Like consciously going, I wanted to do this, but I'm just going to have to say no, I, I can't. Uh, so I think it will just be sort of a continual refinement process there as well. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you about about deciding what you want to drop because, man, 
I've got a Trello board full, filled with like literally 200 ideas. And it's like, I mean, before I used to wonder, you know, how do you, you know, how do you figure out how to do things on the, and it's like, and, and make money on the internet. And now I'm like, there's a million ways to make a million bucks. I like the idea is like, it's not a problem. It's, it's what do I actually want to spend my time and work on that? That is, is, is a difficulty, but no, and but there's good, almost, I think, oh, I, and I was, I was going to say, I agree with that, but there's almost like this other axis when you say, you know, the, the avenues to make money, there's, there's kind of like, there are all these things I could do that will make money. There are all these things I could do that I, I could do because I think they're a cool idea and I really want to do it. And then there is right. like some subset <laughs> which crosses over both of them. And, and that the trick is to try and sort of find those. But I, um, I, I suspect I don't have quite the same level of discipline as, as you do sometimes where like I'll get a, I'll be sitting there going, I'm going to do something really productive today. I'm going to write a new course or, or, you know, prepare my talk or something like that. And then I have this idea for a blog post and it just, it just eats away. And unless I sit down there and I write it and, and then, you know, like yeah. half the day is just gone and in one sitting. So I, I need to, to get my focus a little bit better <laughs> sometimes, I think. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we, we have the, the ups and downs. I, I do the same thing myself. And then, you know, sometimes I'm very driven when I have got a goal. If I've got a goal, I'm, you know, I'm going to hit that goal. But other times, you know, I think there's some float periods. And, and I think that's good. It's like, especially when your life changes so drastically, like yours has changed in the last 18 months, you kind of got to get your head above water and say, okay, what do I actually really want? And like you said, I think as you achieve some of these goals, especially some of the financial ones and stuff, you start to realize what's valuable in life. And it's not quite what you thought before, <laughs> like all the stuff you're striving for before, because when the money starts coming and stuff too, then it's like priorities start to shift. Wow. I'm at 4% battery. <laughs> I'm going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. But, we um, can do it. <laughs> But yeah, but that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, but, but what, to, to what you said, like, I think what I'm looking at now is like things where it makes money so that it's sustainable. It's, uh, it's something I'm interested in. And then it, it adds some kind of contribution to the world where I'm, I'm feel like I'm helping people. And that's where, that's what I've been, that's why I've been focused on YouTube so much as I feel like that kind of does all three, but, but yeah, but I think that's, it's a challenge to find find those things. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm 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 with you. We all we all have that problem, but it's a good problem when you actually have the choice. You know, to have the choice yes. of I could go and do something I really enjoy, I could do something that makes money, and you know, I could do a bit of both. Like that is nice, and I guess ultimately everyone um, has that choice. It's it's just a question of going out and finding the avenues to do it as well. Awesome. Well, uh, man, I would love to talk more, but I, I'm literally at 4% battery. I'm running from my phone. I've got no power, power still hasn't come back on at the house. So I don't have any way to charge my battery, but, um, but I appreciate your, your time. We'll have to talk more. We'll have to get it, dig into maybe some security stuff. Like if you ever want to be a guest on my YouTube channel, you want to do some more YouTube stuff, you can definitely come on and, and talk security and talk, you know, whatever. I, I'm sure that people would love it. So, yeah, absolutely, uh, mate. Let's do it again. Cool. Awesome. And uh, so everyone, just just so you know, go to uh, Have I Been Pwned, uh, P-W-N-D, right? Is that? P well, that, that, that will also get there. P-W-N-E-D will get you there. But the, look, the easy one is is Troy Hunt, uh, either as a .com or a Twitter handle, and yes. that gets you into everything okay. else. Okay. So TroyHunt.com. Go to TroyHunt.com. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll get to catch up in person sometime when we're at the same conference. So.
Yeah, absolutely, mate. Sooner or later it will happen. We, we both get around a bit, so uh, I look forward to it. Okay. And if you're in San Diego, look me up. I, I just moved to San Diego, so uh, All right. we'll, we'll definitely get together if you come down here. So Awesome. Thanks very much, mate. All right. Take care, Troy. See you, John.